0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله إلى كافة الناس بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنَكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ وعن أنس رضي الله عنه قال كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم (تصفيق) إذا دخل رجب قال اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العظيم وَصَدَقَ رَسُولُهُ النَّبِيُّ الْكَرِيمُ وَنَحْنُ عَلَىٰ ذَٰلِكَ لَمِنَ الشَّاهِدِينَ وَالشَّاكِرِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Respected elders, brothers, ulamai kiram, we, are all, we all are well aware that when any person has any major occasion in his life, when there is any major occasion that a person is looking forward to, the person anticipates it, he awaits it with great excitement, great enjoyment. As the time for this occasion comes closer, the person's enjoyment, his excitement increases until this occasion arrives. Every person makes some sort of preparation for any major occasion in his life which is to come. If a person is getting married, then sometimes months in advance, sometimes more than a year in advance, the person starts preparing for the day of his nikah, for the occasion of his nikah, for his wedding, for the walima. Intricate preparation is made long in advance. There is no detail left to the last minute to see what happens. If a person is graduating, then long before the day of his graduation, he starts preparing for the moment of his graduation. If a person has to embark on some business venture in this world, then the person will make proper research. He will find out about the field he is going into. He He will consult with the people of that field before embarking on this venture. Even if a person intends doing a mundane thing such as going for a holiday, long in advance he will book his tickets, he will make all preparation, he will make sure all the bookings are done, he won't leave anything for the last minute. And to the extent of importance that a person attaches to the event, to the occasion, to that extent the person will make, will prepare for this event, for this occasion. On the other hand, a believer, a person who has iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person who believes that he is a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this world, he is none but a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He believes that he is an ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. He has yaqeen, he has conviction that the life of this world will soon come to an end. The life of this world will soon pass. He understands very well that the life of the akhirah is the true world, the true life. There is no life worth preparing for but the akhirah. So this person, all his preparation, the most important preparation he understands is to, for him to make is for the Akhirah. The occasions that hold the most importance in the life of this person is those occasions which will help him in the preparation for the Akhirah. His greatest preparations will be for those occasions which will assist him in preparing for the Akhirah, in building up his, his wealth in the Akhirah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions, <laughs> That the intelligent person is that person who prepares for the life which is to come after death. an اتبع نفسه هواها وتمنّى على الله. And the foolish person, on the other hand, the opposite of an intelligent person, he is the one who places hope on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He follows every desire of his nafs. He breaks every command of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and he has hope on the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He is brazen in the sight of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. This is a very foolish person in the sight of in the sight of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they expect us as believers, as people who have brought iman in them, in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the finality of the messengerhood, the prophethood of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they expect us to make preparation for those occasions which will help us to build our akhirah. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, Allahumma بارك لنا في رجب wa Sha'ban وبلغنا رمضان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم Months in advance Once the month of Rajab had commenced Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم Used to make the dua That oh Allah grant us barakah in this month of Rajab Grant us your barakah and blessings in the month of شعبان And take us safely Make sure we reach the month of Ramadan Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم Is teaching us to make dua To start preparing long in advance For the month of Ramadan this dua teaches us the yearning, the zeal and enthusiasm that a person should have for the month of Ramadan, how a person prepares for major events that that are to come in this world, major worldly events. Likewise, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is teaching us how we should be preparing for the month of Ramadan, which is to come. <clears throat> if a person has to have his, a person has to have the proper object before him for anything he for anything he does. If a person is to open a business and he is asked, what is the purpose? What is your object of opening this business? And he has to reply that the object of opening this business is when my friends come to visit me, then I entertain my friends. So before this person even opens the doors of his business, this person has failed in his business, his business venture. Likewise, many a times Ramadan comes in our lives. Ramadan comes and it departs, but a person doesn't, hasn't recognized, he hasn't realized what is the true purpose of the month of Ramadan? The person might keep fast every day in the month of Ramadan. He might perform taraweeh salah during the night of Ramadan. He might get up early in the morning before before sahri and perform lengthy rakats of tahajjud salah. The person might engage in tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif in excessive Dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if the person hasn't recognized the object of all these ibadat in the month of Ramadan... Then the person has failed in his object of, in the purpose of this man coming. It was a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to engage in to engage in excessive ibadat in the month of Ramadan. In some narrations, it appears that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam never used to sleep during the night of Ramadan. He used to engage in ibadat. So it is a great, it is very virtuous to engage in ibadat. But together with that, a person should understand what is the purpose, what is the real reason for engaging, for exerting oneself in ibadat in the month of Ramadan. Some people, they take the month of Ramadan to be for enjoyment and pleasure and entertainment. Long in advance, they will book out restaurants and different halls to have seri parties and iftar parties. For these people, Ramadan will come and they will enjoy themselves. They will attain their object which they desired from the month of Ramadan. But the true object which should be attained from the month of Ramadan, they will never attain. The example of many a people is like that of a person who travels to Makkah, Mukarramah, to Medina, Munawwara. He travels to these holy lands. He engages in much ibadat in these holy lands. But when he returns, someone asks him, have you performed Umrah? He replies, no, I have not made Umrah. He is asked, have you presented yourself before Nabi sallallahu Alaihi wasallam? And his answer is, no, then present myself before Nabi, present my salat and salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every person will understand that this person has forgot, he has, he has not attained the object of his journey. It might be the only t- occasion in his life when he visits these holy lands. But he hasn't made Umrah, he hasn't visited the Rodha Mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This person has failed in the object of setting out on this journey. So what is the object of the fast? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تتقون. That after this entire exercise of fasting and ibadat in the month of Ramadan, what should the person attain? لَعَلَّكُمْ tattaqun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the answer that the object of fasting in the month of Ramadan, the object of ibadat in the month of Ramadan is to attain taqwa. If a person has to fast but he hasn't attained this taqwa, he has fulfilled what was fard upon him, but he hasn't attained taqwa. He hasn't attained the purpose of the month of Ramadan. Every person from before the month of Ramadan, he makes some intention, he makes some resolutions how he is how he is going to spend this month of Ramadan. He prepares himself physically, mentally, for fasting, for the taraweeh prayer. He, many people are fortunate; they start making intentions. How many paras of How many paras of the Quran Sharif they will recite daily? How much zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will decide daily. And they don't only make intentions, but they make detailed plans, how they will fulfill these intentions, how they will plan their day so that they can, they can carry out these intentions which they had made. If a person had planned to read ten paras of the Quran a day, and he, with dua, with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and with his sincerity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the tawfiq to increase on this. But if a person hasn't made any intention and the month of Ramadan has already started, then now is the time to make your intention. It is very unfortunate, but the month of Ramadan might pass and the person might not end up making any intention. Once the last ten days of Ramadan enters, then the person realizes that there is a few days left. And now he starts making some effort. Before he reaches what he intended to do, the month of Ramadan has passed and he is back to his normal routine. So person intended to do something, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist him. So the big question is, the purpose of Ramadan to attain taqwa, have we atta- have we made the intention that in this Ramadan we will attain this purpose, we will fast in such a way, we will carry ourselves out in such a way that we'll, we will attain the purpose of this Ramadan, the purpose of this fasting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this month solely with the purpose of attaining this taqwa, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ so how do we attain this taqwa? What is this taqwa? Taqwa in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains what is taqwa in simple terms for us to understand. That those who have the friendship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who have a close connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have a personal relationship, so to say, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then those are the people who have taqwa, those are the Those who have taqwa, none besides those who are the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa is about building up this relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To understand this, if a person has to give a gift to someone who he loves, someone who he has a close relationship with, then the person who is giving the gift to, might not be in need of the gift. He might be able to afford better than this gift what he is receiving. But what will the person say? It's not the gift that counts, it's the thought behind the gift that counts. He will wrap up this gift very... He will wrap up the gift properly. He will present it in a good manner. And this gift will be a means of the relationship getting closer. It will be a means of the two people getting closer in the relationship. It will increase their muhabbat. On the other hand, if a person has to give some beggar some money, he has to give out some hamper. There is no relationship behind this hamper. He will not create any relation, any ta'alluk with the person. He will not gain any, muhabbat, any special muhabbat with the person through this hamper. He is merely distributing out some handouts. So this is taqwa. When a person fasts, when a person, his intention should be that how can I create this personal relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When I engage in ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I am not just fulfilling the ritual which I am performing. If a person is to perform tarawih and he looks for the fastest venue where he can finish his tarawih the fastest, then this person, he will go to that venue. Perhaps there is no tajweed in the qirat. Perhaps such a way. That the salah is deficient. Some of the rakats might not even be valid. The meaning of the Qur'an might be changed due to the letters not being performed properly. But this person's tarawih will be done. He will be happy. He had fulfilled the ritual of taraweeh. But a person who has this taqwa, he has a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has a close relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person will enjoy the tarawih, the qirat, the tilawit in the tarawih salah. It will be a means of drawing him closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will be a means of him drawing from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So what are the means? How do we attain the taqwa? How do we draw ourselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through our ibadat? There are certain prescriptions which ulama explain Which come in the ahadith, in the Quran Sharif If a person has to go to a doctor And the doctor has to give a person a list of prescriptions so The person will take the medication But he won't abstain from the things the doctor advised him to abstain from so he will fulfill the ritual of taking a medication, he will take whatever is prescribed for him, but he will not get the full benefit. Because together with that, the doctor advised him to abstain from certain foods, to change his lifestyle in a certain manner. So he will fulfill the ritual of taking the prescription, taking a medication, but he won't attain the object, the benefit which was supposed to be attained through this medication. So the prescription, an easy prescription, through which a person can attain the taqwa, is firstly the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, to recite the Qur'an Sharif excessively in this month. Ulama explained that if a person wants to judge his relationship, to test what is the strength of his relationship, his connection with Allah Ta'ala, he should see what is the strength of his relationship with the Qur'an Sharif. How much time does he dedicate to the Qur'an Sharif? How much does he read the Qur'an Sharif with understanding, with tadabbur How much does he ponder over the Qur'an Sharif? A person... The Qur'an Sharif was revealed in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه Qur'an. The Qur'an was revealed in the month of Ramadan. The first revelation to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the month of Ramadan. And this continued for a period of years, for approximately 23 years, revelation continued coming to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifies this month that the Qur'an was revealed in this month of Ramadan. This month of Ramadan was a time where the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sahaba radiallahu anhum, and the ulama, our pious predecessors, they dedicated this month generally to Ramadan, to the Quran Sharif. So a person shouldn't only read the Quran Sharif to attain Sawab. He will attain Sawab. He will be rewarded. It is a great ibadat. But a person should also intend that he is creating this personal ta'alluk, this close relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he opens the Quran, it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to him. As if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing him. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu his son narrates that my father used to, out of the month of Ramadan, he used, to, he used to complete a complete khatam of the Qur'an once a week. In every seven days, he used to complete a recitation of the Qur'an Sharif. And once Ramadan began, during, ev- during every three days, he used to complete a recitation of the Qur'an Sharif. He used to more than double his recitation of the Qur'an Sharif in this month of Ramadan. And when he is to complete the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, he is to gather his family and he is to inform them that al al-Quran, falahu dawatun mustajaba. When the Qur'an Sharif is completed, then there is a du'a which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept from a person. So he is to engage in du'a and his family is to say ameen. They used to say ameen to the du'as that he used to make. It is narrated regarding Imam Malik rahimahullah that when the month of Ramadan is to begin, He is to put on pause, he is to stop his durus, his lessons of ahadith, and he is to engage in excessive recitation of the Quran Sharif while looking into the Mus'haf, while looking into the Quran Sharif. As Allah, it is mentioned that when the month of Ramadan is to start, he is to leave out all the extra ibadah that he is to engage in during the rest of the year, and he is to dedicate this month to the Quran Sharif. Imam Shafi'i, every one of us can relate to him, it is narrated regarding him. That during the night of Ramadan, he is to read every night of Ramadan, he is to complete one khatam of the Qur'an. During the day, every day of Ramadan, he is to complete one khatam of the Qur'an. That is, he is to complete at least 60 khatams of the Qur'an during every Ramadan. It was narrated, some students narrate regarding Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah. That he is to lead his students in the taraweeh prayer. He is to recite 20 ayat in every rakat. That is approximately double what we recite in every rakat. And besides this, in his in his tahajjud prayer, in his tahajjud salah, he used to recite approximately one-third of the Qur'an every day in his tahajjud salah. Thus in Ramadan, he used to complete the Qur'an in his tahajjud salah only once every three days. And over and above this, during the day, he used to complete one recitation of the Qur'an Sharif. At the time of iftar, every day, he used to complete his recitation of the Qur'an Sharif. It is narrated regarding Hazrat Shaykh Al-Hind, رحمه الله, محمود الحسن. That he is to follow various huffaz in tarawih in nafil Salah the entire night. He is to call huffaz whoever was ready, one after the other, they is to line up and come and perform salah. And he is to take great enjoyment the entire night till the time of Sehri, listening to the recitation of the Quran Sharif in salah. Hazrat Muhammad ali it is mentioned regarding him that during the month of Ramadan he is to pause all other all other things which he is to engage himself in normally. He never used to reply to any correspondence, he never used to mix with people, but he is to dedicate his day and night only to the only to the tilawat of the Quran Sharif. As the Sheikh Rahmatullah Zakaria Rahmatullah mentions that the woman folk of his house, of the household, of his family, together with fulfilling all the other daily responsibilities, they used to recite between fifteen and twenty paras of the Quran Sharif daily. This was the woman folk who were busy in the house with the other responsibilities. So we should decide the Quran Sharif, and a few minutes should be taken out to ponder over the meaning of the Quran Sharif, to sit with some Tafsir Kitab, some proper, some reliable Tafsir Kitab, and understand what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is informing us. This is also in, this is also necessary for every person. Together with this, the next prescription is to engage in lengthy, in many Rakat of Nawafil Salah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Sallam mentions in a Hadith Qudsi. وَمَا زال عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلْ حَتَّى أُحِبُّهُ That a person, after performing his first salah, after engaging in his sunnah, sunnah mu'akkada, sunnah ghair mu'akkada salah, after performing his sunnah, he continues and he's steadfast on his nawafil salah until he gains the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this until I love the person. Allah declares He love, his love for such a person who is constant, Who is punctual on his nawafil salah. And the main, the most important nafil salah a person could perform is the salah. It's the salah at the time of sahri, the tahajjud salah. At other times of the year a person could complain that it is difficult for him to wake up so early in the morning. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made it such that we wake up with the sahri, the sahri, to partake of sahri. So if a person has to wake up a few minutes early and engage in nafil salah, And his intention is to gain the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He takes this nafil salah to be a conversation between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Through through this he will gain the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the remaining part of the day when a person is busy in his other activities, a person should always be in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His tongue should be moist to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when his tongue is not moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then his heart should be connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His limb should be in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also known as zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person before doing any action, before uttering any word, he has to ponder, is this, will this please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If I have to utter this word, if I have to do this action, will it displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Then this is also termed a dhikr. Once a person is punctual on this, the entire day everything thought in his mind, will displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will this displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he only does that which will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then through this he will gain the close relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he will attain the purpose of Ramadan, the purpose of fasting, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ The person will leave Ramadan with such taqwa, with such a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the remaining 11 months of the year, the taqwa will carry him over to the next Ramadan. Every action he does during the year, every action he does, every word he speaks, he will ensure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with that action. This action, this word will not displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when this is the state of a person, then this person will is definitely on the road, he is definitely on the pathway to gain the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person has to leave out a moment and not engage in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he has to be unmindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his limbs are not engaged in that which will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His heart is not occupied with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His tongue is not moist with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet Wasallam mentions, لَيْسَ يَتَحَسَّرُ أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ عَلَىٰ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ سَاعَةٍ مَرَّتْ بِهِمْ لَمْ يَذْكُرُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ فِيهِ Then on Qiyamah, on the day of Qiyamah, when the person is entered into Jannah, the only regret he will have in Jannah is that moment I spent in this world and I had not engaged in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq that we may firstly recognize what is the object of this month of Ramadan to gain taqwa, to gain a close relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to gain a close bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then to make some plan, to make some effort to sit and ponder that how will I attain the staqwa during the month of Ramadan, before this, before the day of Eid, before the month passes and leaves us, how will I will attain the taqwa, such taqwa through the next eleven months, and he will do this by making excessive tilawat of the Quran Sharif, by pondering over the meaning of the Quran Sharif, by by performing nawafil salah, by being punctual on nawafil salah, and by being always in the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And always making sure that not a single action of his, not a single word of his, is in the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will earn him the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person has to consume good food, nourishing food, food that will give him nourishment, and together with that he consumes different types of dirt, the food will not be of any benefit to him. He will gain harm through eating, through consuming dirt, and different types of rubbish. Likewise, if all the ibadah that we do in this month of Ramadan, if we have to destroy it by looking at evil, by thinking of evil, by breaking the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this month will pass and, and we might not attain this blessing of taqwa, this wealth of taqwa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist us to attain this wealth of taqwa, to understand the purpose of this month before this month leaves us. Subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanakallah wa bihamdi.